Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined by Jeff. Jeff, usually I start this show talking to you about how's your day, how are things going, but I'm fired up this week. Everybody in the internet wrestling community is talking about CM Punk, the press scrum heard around the world, and Jeff, I'm pissed off. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't heard anything about it. I mean, we took off last week and we're like, we're not going to miss anything, right? And we didn't. What do you think? What's up? You know exactly what I'm talking about. We're talking about CM Punk blowing up after the match, after All Out. Fuck MJF's return. Fuck all, as he's put it in his press scrum statement. He just blew the door open on everything that was happening backstage with AEW and I applaud him. I'm pretty critical of CM Punk Phil, but this guy is a hero. He's the hero we deserve. He is the dark knight that AEW deserves and needs. And now this motherfucking Tony Khan wants to sideline this guy. Interesting. Um, so are you suggesting that, you know, people always said that uh, Vince McMahon planted Vince Russo in TNA to kill them. And people have been saying the same thing about like Jim Ross and uh, others in AEW. So you're saying that, that the, the long term storytelling is that Vince McMahon actually planted CM Punk in AEW and actually it, it lasted long than Vince McMahon did, as a matter of fact. But the story continued. The story arc continued, and Tony just got wise to it just a little bit too late. But the the uh, the sabotage bomb went off. All the servers were destroyed. The hack, the hack was completed. That's right. At, at, at this point, it's just a virus that spirals on itself. There's no stopping it. You can, you can just watch, stand by, or get in the way. You're absolutely right. Vince Vince wins at the end of the day. But Jeff, Jeff, all jokes aside, like CM Punk, and for those that are unaware, right, I guess unless you were living under a fucking rock uh, the past four or five days, CM Punk, after All Out, you know, pretty meh pay-per-view if you ask me. We'll get into the details of that pay-per-view after we discuss CM Punk and the elite the trash elite that um, have a uh, an agenda against against CM Punk and truth telling because they want to protect some bum Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana is a real piece of work. I believe Listen, you don't know what they really believe. They just didn't want to take any advice on on what to believe. No, 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 no. Let's okay. So let's let's run down the scrum. Right? Did you hear? Oh, now you want to be serious. I want to. I want to be serious because I'm angry. I'm fired up. CM Punk at the short end of the stick this week. And the fact that Tony Khan is releasing, I'm all over the place. Again, I'm fired up. The fact that CM Punk uh, has to read in the news that the elite is suspended. Pat Buck is suspended. I don't even know what fucking Pat Buck did. How's Pat Buck suspended? He's like the third Buck that got suspended. Omega's suspended. Buck's suspended. Pat Buck is suspended. <laughs> All the Bucks Buck. got suspended. And he just got <laughs> he, he just got <laughs> tossed in with them. It's like I wasn't even there. Doesn't matter. Get out. <laughs> That's right. Like I, I I don't know. Everybody gets suspended. But oh, A Steel might get suspended. CM Punk might get suspended or might get terminated. Who put who leaks that out to the press? Like, 
CM Punk told you who leaks that out to the press. It's the motherfucking elite. These guys have been burying talent with their fucking bullshit. I thought it was Martha Colton. It's probably her. She's just paying the fucking checks, Jeff. She's just paying the checks. The Bucks buried FTR, right? We talked about this several Mm -hmm. episodes. Just all of a sudden, FTR was supposed to take the titles from them, and then they didn't take the titles. What happened, Jeff? What happened? Now they're off the video game. Jeff, you love this video game so much. I see you tweeting. I every do. Five I minutes. love video where's, games. Where's Big the video game? game? Where's the video game? Where's the video game? FTR is not in the video game, Jeff. Do you know? I know. I was totally going to play with Dax as a single star. <laughs> you, what, and when and it was a tag team, I was going to have Dax and his eight-year-old daughter. I was going to fight like an eight-year-old. You can create them. That's right. Cash, nowhere nearby. He's being left behind. Oh, cash money, zero money. Um, Jeff, so you know that there's an agenda here by the elite. They, If you don't like these guys, if they don't like you, they're going to squash you. They're going to make you go away. They're going to make it. This is why Cody fucking left. Cody might not say because he's too professional. See, you're nodding your head. You agree. I, I mean, okay. I, You know, I... We often reference other shows here, but I don't often refer people to other shows. But because we did pick the worst week ever to not get our shit together and not the first week we missed a show, uh, I couldn't even do it. You know, I couldn't do a solo show. You couldn't do a solo show. And we couldn't do it together. The, the, the first time we couldn't do it together. Ooh, um, the first week, you know, there, there's so much going on. So I, I have to refer listeners who want to hear more in-depth stuff about the pay-per-views and predictions and things like that to the shows I did on the PWC because I did about 14 of them, it feels like, last week, including a prediction show on Clash of the Champions and NXT Worlds Collide. Spoiler, I did really shitty in Clash predictions, but I did very good in, in Worlds Collide. The one match I got wrong, I I got the... I got the title right, just the wrong UK team. Uh, and I did pretty good on All Out as well, even though I was not planning on watching it, though I ended up watching it. I got it after I saw, after I watched the the uh, media scrum like three times because um, I felt like I had to. Um, sort of regret it, but. Um, it's a must watch. So. Shout out to Mindy's, only yeah. open on Monday and Tuesday. So, I'll mean, did an All Out review show where I had Jimmy play CM Punk's media scrum and have him stop it when I want. So we sort of took it line by line. So I, instead of being all over the place, I, I'm going to let Steve lead. But in that, I, I say where I think punk was wrong and where I think punk was right, where I, where I laugh at Tony, because there's plenty of that too. And, you know, it's possible that, that, that you know, so punk spit a lot of truths there. I think not just from his perspective, I'm sure some from his perspective, he also did some really shitty things. And he also did some ironically horrible things like going into business for himself and hijacking things when he's accusing other people of doing the same thing uh, and calling them unprofessional for, you know, being unprofessional there while eating his cupcakes. Um, But yeah, the heart of, I mean, we've been seeing dumpster fires for close to three years now, maybe longer than three years. Right from the beginning, that this this promotion started with a bunch of lies, some bigger and some smaller. And the wrestling media played some role in this by not covering this or barely covering it for three years, enabling it, which, how does that cause a fight? Maybe not at all, but it, it caused Tony Khan to think that everything was going great and everything he did touched the gold and he needed that validation to stay against some managers. Because the, prob- the real problem here 
whether you want to say it's the elite, whether you want to say it's punk, you, whatever position you're in, whatever team you're on, you're going to have valid points on both sides. The problem here is the top because Tony knew what was going on and he couldn't do squat about it and probably didn't even really try. The ironic thing is they just had a talent meeting a week ago. There was a, a, a little altercation there uh, or, or in the recent past between Sammy and Eddie. And he couldn't even acknowledge what it was about. He said that the telemedia was about the WWE, you know, contract tampering. You know, it's always someone else. It's bots. You know, this is doing this. Even in this press conference, WWE, he doesn't like how they're treating him. He's not going to fucking take it anymore. And he has more tools than Jim Crocker. Well, what what did they do? What have, what, what have they done? Um, they, they, they put paper. They actually rescheduled an NXT pay-per-view to end an hour before his pay-per-view started. I mean, they could have gone up against him. Anyway, I'm, I feel like I'm all over the place. So I'm going to let you do your rant because I, I feel like you're in a role on a roll here. And, uh, and I feel like I've talked a lot about this uh, in other places. And today, Jeff, right now. you're, you're going to work me up all over again. This is going to be like an, uh, a roller coaster of a ride here today. So, um, I think a lot of people have heard it. If you haven't heard it, Denise Salcedo's YouTube has it. So the press scrum from, from beginning to end, if you want to go. Fuck Denise Salcedo. Go to the PWC and, li- and listen to the All Out Review show that I did with Jimmy T. He plays the entire thing in the beginning, and then we play it again where where I try to speak over it and tell him to hit pause so I can talk. I, you, nobody can hear me over CM Punk. <laughs> there you go. Fine. Pull, pull, pull up the PWC All Out Review, and then you can hear the whole thing. In its entirety, it's a work of art. It is. But Jeff, I, I I have a bone to pick with you about CM Punk going into business for himself. I've heard this criticism the last couple of days that he was out of line, making the whole press scrum about himself. I love that uh, he he starts giving Nick Hausman, who is I guess a local Chicago uh, stand up guy, and moonlights as a reporter or vice versa. Because Punk starts asking Nick Hausman, hey, how's the um, the stand-up going or how's the um, ad-libbing going, right? Yep. Uh, improv. How's the improv going? Right. And so he then starts – segues into, hey, you're a, would you consider yourself a friend of St- Scott Colton? You know, starts, do you consider yourself a journalist? Do you consider yourself a journalist? Would you, would, and, and so there's no question asked by Nick Hausman. Not the one. And so and – so, CM Punk just kind of rolls into this rant about how he was trying to mind his own business. And the fact that he's got to talk about this is just a complete fucking embarrassment. And he's right. It is an embarrassment. Jeff, this man has kept quiet about the whole cold cabana shit for years. The man has not said boo about it. Well, there was a lawsuit and a countersuit. I mean, it's not like it was. But still... It, it's it, it's supposed to be behind them, right? It's all settled. It's not actively in court. And so why does he have to keep talking about this fucking guy? I can sense that frustration from him. And I agree with him, Jeff. Why does it. he have to answer questions about this fucking monkey? Like, but no one asked him idiot. a question. I mean, no, you just said it. He Jeff. started. He sat down and he goes, how's the improv coming? Nobody but asked Jeff. him that question. No, granted, but there's a lot of nonsense going on. So he he goes on later on talking about you just ended with a gigantic reveal angle of a work shoot, shoot work, who knows, big return. 
and he immediately hijacks the press conference and and perennially puts it derails it while criticizing other people for going into business and jeopardizing business and the and the company because that's what he's saying about Adam Page, which is probably valid. But he was doing the same thing, and this is not it's the first not time he's done it before. Valid. We watched it happen live, Jeff. Like he Hangman went into business for himself. You know, and but, but there were no shots fired by CM Punk. There's no shots who, fired. Who started the whole thing of pipe bombs are cool? CM Punk. But you're right. Adam Page started it, but the, or maybe he did whatever. But the the but first of all, nobody knew what Adam Page's Fickern promo was about. I, I remember we talked about it because him and Chris Statlander basically that same night did the same promo saying we're defending AEW from ex-WWE people. Basically, like why did they let two people do the same promo and, and why the hell is Adam Page talking about that anyway? He's he's the champion right now. Who's he? Who's he protect? What? what I, I don't get it. But I don't think anybody knew it was a direct shot at CM Punk. CM Punk knew, but nobody else in the regular world. That, uh, I'm saying you can't criticize people for being unprofessional, then be unprofessional yourself and think to have a high road, especially since he's saying, I'm the one that's protecting the business. You do that behind closed doors. You do that in the locker room, not in front of people. That said, this is freaking juicy as fuck. I mean, I, I, the, the media scrum was a hundred times better than that pay-per-view and, and four and times as short. And I could have listened. I could have. I'm serious. I'm not kidding when I said I listened to it three times. And I'm not talking about the times that Jimmy made me listen to it and then listen to it again while I'm trying to dissect it. And then the time that I re-listened to the show because I love to hear myself. You're hilarious. Jeff, but CM Punk is provoked. He is. They keep poking the fucking bear. Okay. If, if I tell you that you're right, CM Punk is right. Can we can we move to the next point? No, because this is part of. I'm alluding. I'm I'm getting to the next point, which is now the beef is with the EVPs, right? right. So yes, he talks about Hangman Page being. A, a, what did he call him? A, a empty-headed, empty-headed nitwit, <laughs> something like that. Empty-headed, empty you know. He called a nobody who's never done anything in the business. Uh, he's right. He's right. Know. You can't tell him that he's wrong. He's being, he also, he's he also said that about Colt. So I'm not. I'm not sure which which one that reference was to. But yeah, he he two so, times he called him an empty-headed, you know, dumbass, something like that. Right. And so his beef. Before Hangman, right? He goes into a work, not a not a work, but a, he go, goes into work with Hangman. Everything's supposed to be cool, but under the surface, there's these rumors. Draw, again, according to Punk, in this scrum, he alludes to the Bucks put it in the wrestling media that CM Punk cost Colt Cabana his job at AEW. And that the Bucks saved him and put him in ROH. That, that's, so, that's what I that's what I heard. I know that's his complaint. That said, I have never seen that in social media. And I don't follow the elite, but Jimmy does. So I asked him, I go, have you ever seen that? He's like, no, because I thought that that would make it to me. But I don't follow those guys. So maybe I miss things. Or maybe when they update their bios, they put little subtle you know, hits or whatever. Apparently they haven't been doing this. Maybe there's some intra social media that's, you know, just for the company or whatever, or insiders or whatever. But I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And even if he didn't expressly do it, don't you think that maybe it played some role in, in Tony's mind? Oh, let's keep them separate. OK, I'll put him on. I'll put it. You know, Colts a ring of honor guy anyway. I'll put I'll put him there. As if like 
all this over Colt is ridiculous. I mean, obviously, Colt was more expendable than than, than CM Punk. Though CM Punk, you I know, I come two, two title wins, two injuries, so uh, it, it's it's sort of debatable. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree with you. Like Colt Cabana should not be worth this type of fight. Absolutely not. But he is, and this is because the EVPs, Omega and the Bucks, have befriended Colt Cabana and want to feel like they're the knight in shining armor and defend the guy. For fucking what? Shut the fuck up. You guys shouldn't be picking sides. You guys are executive vice presidents of the second largest wrestling promotion in the world. Hey, they're not really executive vice presidents. We know that. B, it's not just... They like to tell everybody they are. I know it's it's it, apparently it's not just them. So this is the part I love. This is this is like the whole Gen Zers against the Boomers because uh, you know Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan, he's not happy with them either. Apparently, Punk, uh, William Regal said, "I've never spoken to Adam Page. He won't talk to me." Um, you know, so there's there's a, there's a whole lot. And we've here heard Jim Ross say things, you know, not directly towards anyone. Well, he comes pretty close with the Luchadors, um, but. Uh, yeah, so I I love all of that, and I think Tony Khan's a joke as well. I think he's a rich kid who who was not a great businessman. People say he's got all these successful franchises. What successful franchises? And by the way, if you're a billionaire, people know that you can you know uh, steamroll them, so you're probably going to behave. But what successful franchises? I mean. The NFL, you can't have an unsuccessful franchise because they do revenue sharing. And arguably, the Jaguars is the least successful franchise in the NFL. The soccer team, is, by all accounts, is terrible. So, you know, Daly's place? I, I mean, what does he own? Does he does he own an Apple business that's doing well? Congratulations. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, you know, if people want to tell me, show me what other businesses he owns and independently operates. You know, there wasn't, you know... The, you know, and then we can look at it and see if it's just people on this best behavior because he's so damn rich. That's one thing. But I, I digress because Punk said a couple times, you know, uh, Tony said something like, I was trying to clarify. And then Punk says, it's not his fucking position to clarify. Sure it is. He owns the company. And he said, we have these these empty heads calling themselves EVPs. No, they don't call themselves EVPs. Tony made them EVPs. And then later on, Punk goes, I'm trying to run a business here. No, you're not. The guy next to you is trying to run a business. You know, I appreciate that you think you're doing what's best for his business, but he's running the business. He gets to make the mistakes that he wants to make. If you don't like it, you can quit. But CM Punk is the draw, Jeff. Nobody gives a fuck about Omega. We saw that in the ratings two weeks ago. He lost ratings. The The owner is allowed to make bad decisions. He makes tons of bad decisions. So Omega's not a draw. The Bucks are not a fucking draw. The one draw they've got is CM Punk. Every time you look at these ratings, whenever he's on, the segment he's on, most rated, most rated, most rated. This week, the guy's not on. And they get a lead-in, as they usually do from, uh, what's that fucking show called? Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, thank you. Let's face it, this week they got the lead-in from all of the chaos that was going. I mean, people like Kevin Castle, shout out Kevin, who never watches AEW, said, listen, this week, AEW Dynamite is must-see TV. They only mustered 15,000 more viewers than last week. So they only got 15,000 Kevin Castles out there to turn the channel and check this out. But what you're going to build to is that this show started at one over 1.3 million in the beginning of the show, and by the end of the show, dropped into like the 860s or something. Right. They lost... 
340,000 viewers between the beginning and the end, and they lost about 150 viewers from the time the talking stopped to the first match. The trios, the new trios championship match, that those quarters they dropped 150,000 viewers from from the beginning of the show. So so once the talking stopped, a lot of people tuned out. And then once Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia Shocker st- started in a in a pure wrestling match, another hundred and another 190,000 tuned out. Jeff, I I agree with you, but I think the factor of the tuneouts was CM Punk. The minute people found out. Oh, sweet. CM Punk is suspended. They stripped him of the title. They, they He's gone. Oh, fuck this. As CM Punk said, fuck all. I'm changing the channel. Well, I'm I have to look at problem. the chart because I think that the I think that MJF might have held the viewers. I don't know. That looked like a straight arrow down, Jeff. You might be right. You might be right. I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just going to look at it. We, no, it's 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 a, it's, a, it's Pretty much, it's almost a straight hour hour down. There was one point where it sort of plateaued a little bit, and there was a brief spike at the at the beginning of the second hour, and then it went back down again. Sort of, uh, frankly, during the the, the Page Danielson match, um, it, it dropped back down again, and and never, and, and that was just for a brief moment. But yeah, it was pretty it was pretty much down into the right. From the beginning of the show to the end, <laughs> down to the down into the right. It's like uh, yeah. there's a pretty good charts are up into the right. Bad charts are down into the right. <laughs> Usually, that's right. That's right. So, you know, I I listen. I stand with CM Punk, Jeff. I I don't care what you say, and I don't care what the punks, not the punks, the 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 Bucks and the the Omega guy and the Elite have sold you on, Jeff. I know that you believe their Omega Elite propaganda. We're good friends. And, and you stand with the elite, and I stand with CM Punk. You know who I, I stand, stand with? Freedom. Go ahead. I stand with Banana. Banana Williams unpeeled. Our guest from two weeks ago, who said a bunch of things that people scoffed at, and him and Zero News, and they were right about everything. The Malachi Black thing, I was like, fake news. Well, he got his conditional release, just like he said. They're all saying Thunder Rosa, fake news. Well, let's wait to see in a week or two, see see what happens. He said, "Who's? I have written down all this information he gave me, but we missed the show last week, as to who was not expected to be in Cardiff. And the only one that he got wrong that I wrote down originally was Cross, and then he tweeted that very day, oh, Car- Cross was spotted in Cardiff. They flew him in overnight. So, I mean, he, he got pretty much everything right. Uh, now, Zero got some of his, his predictions wrong, most notably the Drew title. Anyway, but shout out to Banana, and, and you've been largely vindicated. But, um, but what yeah. about CM Punk? When is CM Punk going to get vindicated, Jeff? Well, I don't know. He tore his tricep and he's out six to eight that's months. Bullshit. But I don't believe that that's a real injury. Who told you that, Jeff? Who told you that news? CM Punk or the Bucks? <laughs> Pat Buck. Pat Buck, exactly. One of the Bucks told you that. This is CM Punk told you at that press conference. Brandon Butler. Buckler. Ooh, uh-oh. Be, <laughs> be very wary of who you get the information from. A guy named Michael Bukazawa. They're all friends of the elite. They're Don all in. And they're all on the take. Right? Mm-hmm. What did I do, Dave? What did I do? I love that part. What did I do, Dave? Nothing. Uh-huh. Right. It was the good bucklers. 
unreal. And then, you know what else worked me up this fucking week, Jeff? So I tune in for a minute because I'm like, let me see what the how they start this show. So they sh- strip the, the elite. Great. That they should be. They should be fucking tossed out of this fucking uh, organization. We'll get into that in a minute. CM Punk vacates a title. This bullshit. You don't even get a response. You don't even get an... Why? Right? If you didn't know... Which I'm sure all AEW fans know yeah, because they're all on the end. They're all it, on it, the end. It, it made MSN.com, but this must have made you happy because the, because the headline was WWE legend <laughs> gets into the <laughs> <after> match fight <laughs> on MSN.com. And, and so then he shows this tournament, right? Oh, we're going to crown a new champion at Flushing Meadow. Okay, fantastic. I was texting my friends after all out ago. Well, don't buy those tickets yet, because guess what? Nobody's on the card now. Everybody's suspended. Mm-hmm. So you, s- I see the tournament. Oh, we've got a match. It's Jericho. Okay, Jericho makes sense. Dan- Brian Davis. Okay, that makes sense. Um, uh, then I, you look down. Okay, Moxley. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hangman Page. Hangman Page? Isn't he the fucking reason we got into this fucking mess? Why is he in the tournament, Jeff? That's a good question. You saw what I proposed. I mean, first of all, I don't see that. The, I mean, obviously, the, the rush to get it finished to Queens is for another ratings grab and to get people at that show. But I, I think it's pretty much sold. And anyway, uh, I mean, what I suggest is he's got you have two other singles title holders. You've got Pack and Wardlow. You have three singles titles holders in Ring of Honor. Put them in it. Put Moxley as as the, the you know the the most recent champion, and then take your next two. two of your top 10 rankings, put them in there, and then you have an eight-man tournament. You could still finish it at Queens if you needed to. This 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 tournament makes no sense. So I mean, Guevara makes no sense. Darby that, Allen. That, that, that was where I was going to uh, jump yeah. into next. Guevara. So Guevara, what, what kind of monkey show is uh, fucking Tony Khan running? What kind of circus? Because, look, you got Hangman Page that worked up CM Punk into a shoot. And he fucking lost everybody their titles and then caused a fight. Mm-hmm. That's Hangman's fault. That's Hangman's fault. Because the fucker decided, you know what? Instead of me sticking to the script and the bullet points, I'm going to go off script for fucking Cold Cabana. You're an idiot. Punk was right. You're empty-headed. You're an idiot. Well, so is Tony. Well, no, he's not empty-headed. He's got, two, he's, got, he's got two thoughts. Adderall cocaine. <laughs> That's right. And then you've got Sammy Guevara. Didn't Sammy Guevara work up a guy two weeks ago because he called him fat? So what's going on? You got Pangman that works up a guy and he loses his fucking title and the, the, the jobs of everybody else. And then he fucking puts Sammy Guevara, another guy that worked up another guy, then almost got punched in the fucking face. Yeah, and and I'm, I think Darby's been in one singles match in the last six months or something like that. No, this is ridiculous. The only, the, not justifying it, but trying to explain what I think is going on. I think he's trying to reset and revert to his his pillars. Remember in the beginning when he said, these are my pillars, you know, he said the four pillars, but he named a few others. So, you know, sort of Adam Hangman Page, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, the, the, you know, Jungle Boy, those, those were his young stars, MJF. That's, that's who he's supposed to be building the company around. I think he's trying to reset and revert back to that. If he has a thought in his head, that that's probably it. I mean, but you're right. I mean, Omega's not there. Adam Cole is hurt. Um, you know, but you know, Malachi Block just asked for his release. He hasn't been doing fuck all with Andrade. He has. You can't do it with Roosh because she just had him lose. Um, 
you know, you haven't been doing anything with Miro. I mean, who, who, who's your who's your biggest who's your biggest uh, undefeated wrestler there? Sting. I mean, so, I, but at least mine makes a, my idea makes a little bit of sense. But I, I'm going to give a bit of a pass on this because you have to do something. I, I, I'm, I'm more critical of the trios where you had two teams that lost in the opening round competing for the for the toss. And it's obviously it's because people got suspended and or put in, you know, you know, shoe horned into this tour, the, the, the world championship tournament. So they can't be part of their trio team. So you can't have hangman page and the dark order in the, in the trios match because hangman page was wrestling already on the, in a singles match. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he booked himself into a corner and he, you know, came up with not great Bumpkiss. ideas. With Bupkis, Jeff. Bupkis. But that, that, you know, he had to do something, whatever, reset, move on. But the, the, the underlying problems are the same. He still doesn't know how to manage. I mean, so he just got rid of half of his, I mean, it, it's not just his EVPs. Wasn't Pat Buck also, you know, just appointed to talent relations? Yes. Isn't Christopher yeah. Daniels one of the EVPs for talent relations? He got suspended too. So half of his talent relations team is suspended as along with two of his, um, three of his EVPs, whatever the fuck they did around there. By the way, the funniest thing I heard is that somebody said that Ace Steel threw the chair at Nick Jackson because his wife was in the vicinity and he wanted to protect her. So his instinct was to throw a chair in the vicinity. What, what, what is he doing target practice with a chair throwing to make sure that he has good aim with it? Right, like there, and then someone said like Kenny Omega rest made sure that Larry CM Punk's dog was safe, and and that's how he got it. Come on, Jeff, it's, Jeff, like, it's like next it was a burning building, and they all rescue babies first. <laughs> but Jeff, this is why I think like you should be very cautious with the information that is being disseminated into the media because I think it's all one sided, and I think it's all coming from the elite. No, like, it's been, it's been I am being cautious. That, I, that's why I'm saying a pox on both your houses. First, I think it really is a pox on both houses. And B, when there's something like this where there's a giant clusterfuck, which is just the biggest conflagration of a series of clusterfucks, there's only one person to blame. And that's the, the person at the top. Right. I agree. Tony Khan needs to be blamed for all of this. Mm -hmm. But who's after Tony Khan, the executive vice president? What do they think was the right? What was what were they going to do? Banging the door. So first off, if I believe all this shit. Right. So. The, the nonsense about we knocked on the door. He didn't answer the door, so we knocked it down. Wait, wait, they kicked it down. That's right. I don't they leg slapped first. Shit. They slapped. <laughs> they super kicked it. They're like, clear out, guys. It's time for a super kick party. <laughs> Kenny, is this going to be a three for it? We're going to have the bucks. You got it. Pat Buck, you in. I'm wearing a suit. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. I'm wearing my, my best pink suit today. That's exact. So, so you believe that nonsense, right? So I know because I was there. How do you think I know? So then you you get into the the room, and then mm -hmm. Ace Steel throws a chair. Somebody's wife. Who? What is your wife doing in the fucking like? This Biting Kenny's hair. <laughs> and then so there's a there's a wife. Then there's also a dog. There's Mindy's baked goods. Like what the fuck is in these muffins? Like this is wild. What negative what one is throwing punches? Negative one is there. Dax's, uh, Dax's daughter put negative one as the sharpshooter. I don't know, man. This is this is why I don't believe any of the nonsense. I don't believe that CM Punk is injured. A, a, a torn pec. Torn bicep. I, I've heard torn pec, torn bicep. Tor, torn, I think torn it's pec. bullshit. 
Jeff, because he wouldn't have been sitting there in the fashion that he was sitting in and eating those muffins with, and he didn't make any mention of my fucking peck. I just got fucking injured. Like, well, we don't, I mean, he could have gotten injured at the Tope Suicida and had a different injury from the fighter had it exacerbated, but he did say I'm old and I'm hurt and I work with children as he, uh, gestured his thumb towards Tony and then caught himself and went back to his cupcakes, which was also ironic. But you know, the, the, you know, he could have more than one injury. By the way, Christian also has a like a torn pecker triceps, and he's also out six to eight months. So there, there's another great story going nowhere. Oh, so I guess I was wondering it, when Jungle Boy was going to get his validation. Yeah, I guess Jungle Boy is going to have to be. Uh, I guess this Luchasaurus Jungle Boy uh, roadblock is going to have to be a little longer than anticipated. Oh um, anyway. Um, Jeff, I don't know. What time, else? Time, time will tell. I'm, I'm, uh, time will I'm tell. Jeff, CM Punk ain't coming back. I, I hope you're right. I'd never want to see him again. I was never a fan. There you go. There you go, everybody. Jeff has outed himself as an elite. He's an elite member. He is telling you. Let's be clear what I'm out of myself about. Omega and I, the Bucks. I, Tell I, everybody, I have, Jeff. I have never been a CM Punk fan, and I have made that very plain. I didn't even like him in, in the old days. I didn't think the pipe bomb was great then. I don't think that it, it's great now. I think that work shoots are very overrated, and they risk going too far, as we are seeing play out, um, unless you get clearance. Um, anyway. You hear this, uh, everybody? You hear this? Yeah. Jeff is uh, in favor of FTR being buried. Your favorite technical wrestlers, if they get over, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely in favor of them buried. being buried because because they're because the idiot wants to be a singles wrestler and fancies himself as being the wrestler of the year. Shut the hell up! And I know you love when people bring their kids to their wrestling matches. So, mm. no, I don't. I'm not a big fan of that. Keep them at home. Speak up. Speak up. I just I just, told you. Keep them at home. Okay, there you go. Good man. Um, I don't know what to say. I mean, this is this this is a no, we won't see Jeff because they're not going to bring it up. They're not going to mention it. It's going to be just forgotten. It's going to be forgotten. Oh, it's and never going to be forgotten. Eventually, we're, we're, there's going to be a dark side of the ring, or Triple H will say, "You know what, Punk? I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a, some money." But well, you need dark to, side of the ring. The document canceled. They're, they're bringing a show called uh, Territories instead. The Territories talk about things in the territories, but they may bring dark side of the ring back just, just for this. And people are saying that th this is the start of it or, or the hangman page thing is the start. No, this, this started a jump when this, when this house was built on a, on a house of cards where they put a Jenga tower on top of that house of cards and the media kept telling them, yep, you're going to touch the gods. Don't worry. You're so close to touching the gods. You, you, you're, you're the greatest. You're the greatest. You've done nothing wrong. We're not going to report anything bad. Uh, yeah, the, the EVPs aren't getting along so well, but no, they have other duties. Everything's fine. No, we're not sure about this Cody thing, but you know, Cody's just doing what's best for his family. You know, the blah, blah, blah. You know, if this was happening in any other promotion, especially WWE, but there's only two promotions. This, you know, the, the, you know, this would have been covered because most of the wrestling media are just fans, too. And they invested all their hopes, dreams and wrestling goodwill, equity, emotion in, in the wrestling promotion, which now, however old or young they are, it's stupid to invest all your hopes and dreams in a wrestling promotion. Especially one titled All Elite Wrestling. 
Well, no one's paying attention to what the crap going on in MLW and NWA. So, I mean, listen, there's plenty to go around, but the, the, the stakes are higher because of the, I'm not going to say the success, the, the, the growth and exposure AW's had. You don't have success when you've never made a dollar in three and a half years. I don't know, man. CM Punk was going to save us all, man. He was the guy that was got naturally over. Not me. He was going to leave me behind. That's why I hate he, him. He was the voice of the people of the. He was voices of the smart fan. The voice of the voiceless is what he called himself. And now they've silenced him. Tony now Cox I'm the voice of the him. voiceless. You're the voice of the empty-headedness because you support this guy. I would have a very large empty army if I was the voice of the empty-headed. Look at you. You love Nakazawa. Just say it. I do. I love Nakazawa. <laughs> Jeff, um, anything else AEW related that we needed to discuss? Like, what? What? where do we go from here? I don't know where they go from here. I mean, oh, you know, I, I guess... You know, I, I, got, I got something for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 question Tony Khan when he makes this statement about the titles being vacant, vacated, he gets booed from the crowd in <laughs> Buffalo, right? Surprising, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when the Bucks and Omega come back, what's the reaction? If they come back, I I honestly don't know. I mean, first of all, what you know, if these guys are suspended. We don't know how long any of these people are suspended. We, you know, for all I know, Pat Buck was suspended for 48 hours. For, for all we know, the Bucks have already served their suspensions, or it could be 30 days, 90 days. We don't know. They're not obligated to say anything. You, you know Dave Meltzer knows, and he's not reporting it because it's bad news about the AEW. He's, he's, he's joined the, the, the pile-on punk crowd, which is – I don't remember Dave ever being part of the pile-on punk crowd before. I mean, welcome to the party, Dave, where we're on the same side here, um, or sort of anyway, or at least halfway, which is, you know, close enough. Um, I don't know, but the, the – listen, this Dynamite was a little bit like Aquaman. I didn't – you know, I, I, I really wasn't sure what I was watching because I just wanted to see what was going on, but, you know – there's a lot of it that I didn't like after it. I I watched the skirmish afterwards, which sometimes I'm on, but not this week. I didn't want to be on. I want to hear other people's takes. And they all hated it. They hated it more than I did. And then I'm hearing people say it was an awesome show. That was okay. Um, but like in my attempts to be so even-handed and, and ultra fair, it's like I accept that yeah, I know Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia is going to be a boring as hell match, but I'm just going to grade it on, you know, as it is. And then I'm like, yeah, but people aren't going to like it. And then, then I get that evil satisfaction when I see the ratings and they lost, you know, over a quarter of a million people because of that stupid ass match nobody would like while I'm being told that these two are the future of the business. What the hell am I talking about anymore? I don't know what's going on with AEW. I don't, I don't know what they're doing, but it's more slapjack. It's more hot shotting. They have to, they have to, they have to get sell this title thing. Nobody gives a fuck about Tony Storm. There was no energy in that, that ring. I thought maybe it was the acoustics. No, there was plenty of noise for, for, Daniel and Paige, and then, you know, there was some other scrum that was going when Brian came out at the end. You know, he got cheers. Uh, you know, him and Jericho got cheers. I, I you know, I, I could hear them. It wasn't my imagination. When I heard Moxley booing them, nobody said anything about the, the women's match. And apparently, during the, 
Yeah. Let me ask you this because you you forgot to mention Moxley's promo. Everybody was like, "This is a great promo. This was the promo of the year. Like he brought the the bandwagon off the cliff. He turned it around." Did you think that this was such a prolific promo? I didn't think it was a prolific promo. I, I thought it was. You know, I think like with a lot of the promos Moxley does, they're good and they're exactly right. But then he keeps going. Like, I think that, like, this promo was, like, 35% too long. Like, if he just ended it, it would have been good. But he kept going. Um, so it, it drifted on. I mean, I think he gave the rah-rah speech, the, the one he had to give. But then he kept going. <laughs> and yeah. then, it just got, then it just got old. And it just had a more, like, growl, 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 growl. But I understand why people, they wanted a cheerleader, and he gave them a cheerleader. Okay, that, that's fine. The funny thing is he got booed in the beginning. Did you, did you, did you catch that where he first stood in the ring? He got booed. They were so excited with MJF, you know, uh, coming back and then pretending he was a face. I mean, I think I'd boo him too. I mean, you know how I feel. Well, we know how you would boo him. That, that's that. That's not the. That's not the baseline here. Oh no, that's I'm not the uh, average AEW viewer and Moxley fan. Um, no. Let's let's trend uh, before we transition into the All Out review. What? Who's winning this title, Jeff? Who should be the new flag bearer of AEW? Um, you're not going to like it. Why should it be Sammy Guevara? <laughs> um, I think just for some sort of stability and some reliability, it probably should be Moxley so that they can reset totally and try to build some program around him. But if it's not going to be him, and if he did put his vacation on hold and he is planning to take one <laughs> soon, uh, I would go with Brian because he could be heel or face. He didn't shake Adam Page's hand. Uh, that seems to be a work shoot thing. Um, they have one tie. Page beat him once, and now Brian beat him once. Um, so there's there's a story there. Um, shouldn't be Jericho enough with Jericho. He's not good anymore. Um, I mean, he's fine for his age, but he's not. He's not. He's not your. He's not your your franchise. Um, and obviously, Darby and uh, Sammy. Either of them, those choices would be absurd. Do you think that? I, I think that Daniel Bryan is going to be the one that wins the championship because they need some prestige and some, you know, and again, 18,000 people chanting. Yes, yes, yes. Is probably about as good as they can get. Right now. I'm going to ask you the next question. They're in New York, a stone's throw away from long Island, the backyard of MJF. Do we see you you said it earlier. Tony Khan is hot shotting. Do we see him hot shot again and call MJF and have him cash in and beat Daniel Bryan and become the new war AEW world champion right there in Queens, New York? I'm gonna say no, and I'll tell you why I don't think so. Because I mean, like a lot of things with AEW, I'm not clear about the rules. But my understanding is that he can cash it in for a match anytime. It's not like the money in the bank where you can cash it in whenever you want, as long as you get a ref. And I don't think that he wants to have a match with with Daniel Bryan. And, and I think Tony's gonna to want that yes, yes, yes moment. And I think that MJF versus, let's just say Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson's the champion. That's his. Full, that's his full gear um, main event, which is, you know, going to be about 
five weeks after that. So uh, I think he needs to stop playing Russian roulette and, you know, have if that's going to be his story, which is probably his plan D at this point. Um, I, I wouldn't rush it. I would I would preserve it and try to build it and, and all that. Uh, and maybe, I mean, I, I don't really love this, because, but it looks looks like MJF has got a pinnacle number two, but then on Dynamite, they completely muddied that because we have no idea what that group's about. And apparently Stokely Hathaway is there trying to get himself over, and he's the physical one, and we don't know why they're together. We didn't. He didn't even say that we got paid. We're mercenaries. I, I, so, but you know, if they wanted to try to make sense, they at least have five guys that Daniel Bryan can go, you know, try to go through, you know, before you get there. Maybe he only needs to be one of the uh, the ass boys. Um, you know, one is the technical match with Lee Moriarty if they want to try and make him look good. I don't know why. One is he beats the, you know, he has to face Goliath and, and Cass, um, I'm sorry, Morrissey. Um, and Ethan a, Page, perpetually what forgotten. A, like, let, what a letdown surprise that was last week. Like, I know we skipped a week last week, but... They were <laughs> they debuted W Morrissey and I'm just like this is it like you've got all this shit going on all this drama and your answer was W Morrissey like <laughs> but so weird yeah it, it was it was weird and it, it was odd yeah it was and he just goes into you know to to beat up a bunch of heels and then he's with a heel faction which also doesn't make much sense um and he, I don't know. He's doing something weird with his hair, and he looks too much like Edge. It's it's a little crazy. You know, he, he reminded me of uh, Test a lot. Well, I mean, Test all. I mean, I mean, all three of them are similar, but I think he actually looks more like Edge if you look at the face. But uh, I think what happened here is that Tony knew that Braun got re-signed by WWE, and they're like, "Oh shit, they've got their big muscle head giant. Uh, I, I I better get my big muscle head giant." Yeah, I don't know. I just think they're going to feed him to, to Wardlow. Um, well, he's already been fed to Wardlow. Oh, that's right. That's right. He's going to get fourth fed to Wardlow again. Jeff, um, I want I, I wanted to make a note, a comment, and you don't need to provide any feedback if you don't want to, because this is about to get a little dicey. Uh, so, um, you know, I've been very critical of uh, AEW's use of minority talent, people of color, and... I think it's true to form for AEW. It's par for the course that they had Stokely Hathaway, a black man, go up the ladder and grab this fucking chip. And then he comes down with the chip. He wins the fucking match. And he just gives it to a white guy. With no explanation like, as to why. You know, he didn't get a wad of cash, a, a briefcase full of money, or gold bullion, or something. You, you're right with the Bitcoin. We, we don't know what the Venmo them. We didn't even see anything. Jeff, that is the most AEW thing to do. Like, what the fuck? Like, I know that you can make the assumption, right? Like, but come on. Like, you've got to make it obvious. Like, well, or at least clarify it. 
on dynamite instead of muddying up further. I mean, I understand why they had him do it instead of the other guys, because the other guys are wrestlers. So if they cashed in the chip and they just gave it to him, that's stupid. They're giving away their heavyweight championship. Out. He's a manager. He's five foot four, 130 pounds. I mean, he, you know, him giving it away makes sense. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. We'd want to know why. I mean, you know, I, I mean, so it, it, it made no sense. And again, like a, now saying three times, dynamite didn't help things. It made things worse. But I get it. I get what you're saying with the visual. But I'm sure you're thrilled that the uh, Lucha Brothers are now uh, title holders again. Oh these all important trios. Oh my God, Jeff! Uh, I, again, I know I'm super excited. I'm I'm I, I'm I'm excited about uh, the Lucha Brothers actually winning championships, but I'm also skeptical because you know what's September 15th through October 15th. Oh, is it, is, is it some sort of heritage month? It's it's Latino Heritage Month, Hispanic Heritage Month. And last year, you know who was the champ the, the TNT champion for, for Hispanic Heritage Month? Sammy Guevara. Oh. And you know when he lost his title? The, the fucking day after. day after the goddamn <laughs> month was over. So I love I, the, the minute that these all these fuckers got suspended, and I hate to make this about a race thing, but it's so fucking blatantly obvious. Like the Bucks get suspended, Omega gets suspended, Punk gets suspended, A Steel gets suspended. I thought Hangman should have gotten suspended. So I'm like, holy shit, you've just wiped out the entire main event card. This means only one thing: all these white guys—they're not around. Who are you going to give the titles to? People of color. Adam Cole's already out. Kyle O'Reilly's already out. You just released Bobby Fischer, by the way, challenged CM Punk to a fight. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Bobby Fischer is himself issuing that challenge. Um, Oh, oh, Bobby Fischer, what are you fucking thinking? Like, you're going to step up after you're fucking gone? Like, oh, I challenge this guy. Man, where was that fucking attitude three weeks ago when you were in the locker room with him? Shut the fuck up, Bobby Fischer. What are you talking about? He wasn't recovered then. (laughs) Recovered. So, yeah, man, it was just I, I said, you know what? Tony's going to be forced to just give them to somebody of color. And look, look, the first match, he just did it. And I said, look at this. This is great. And then I remembered it was Hispanic Heritage Month. And I'm like, wait, wait till October 16th. And uh, Lucha Brothers are going to lose. These well, I, I, I see an entirely different kind of discrimination with Troubles Me More. I mean, he's discriminating against um, uh, people uh, uh, of demonic tendencies and demons. I mean, Danhausen's never won anything. Abaddon's never won anything. The House of Black is, is shit on. The Dark Order gets no respect. I mean, look at this. this, this, this Darby this... kind of gets pushed. It's not a demon. He's just he just puts paint on. It's like calling Sting a demon. Sting is a demon. He 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 flies in the he glides through the rafters. I'm pretty he sure was, Holly was, Dead lost also when when <laughs> when the one match on Dark she was there. He was sleeping. He was sleeping in a casket. It's like calling Warhorse a demon just because his face paint on. That's funny. Jeff, what are your thoughts on, uh, let's segue into... I mean, when's the last time the Demonica was on, or the Demon Flamita? Never. Never. Serpentico is on. And and gets treated poorly, along with what's going on with you, the Fuego del Sol. <laughs> the fire in your soul don't this me, week. Don't get me started with that fucking guy. I hate Fuego del Sol so much. Him and his fucking gelato. I mean, what happened to Brandy? She got out of there with, with and, and Awesome Kong, gone. Her, her, whole, her whole Nightmare Collective, gone. The greatest faction in the history of AEW. 
you know what's my my one of uh, I, Tony Khan should really call us to book some stuff because I was a big proponent for when he was when Fuego was having this battle with Miro this this arc. This was a perfect time to bring in Lana at least just for a one shot, and just have Miro win the the jalopy from Fuego and then fuck Lana in the jalopy. Fucking brilliant! I know Vince would have fucking booked that. Fucking Lana Jalopy is brilliant. Um, <laughs> so, on, we're on, talking about fucking in the tank at WrestleMania. Sure, right. That that's also brilliant. On, on that, I mean, talking about uh, something similar to, and, and this, you have a uh, Kip Sabian. They build this whole ridiculous story with him with a box over his head. You know, for a year on two oh continents, they, they reintroduce him only to lose. I mean, it's hysterical. I mean, he should lose to pack, but what was the whole purpose? I mean, just kill the guy. I mean, literally, kill, like seriously, <laughs> kill him. But by, by, by the way, if Darby is a demon, then Thunder Rose is a demon. Explain all of her six. Never mind. Bad example. Jeff, Jeff box guy, Kip Sabian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's wearing this fucking box for over a year. He's not even wrestling. He's, He's not like even that ugly. Wearing, I know. What the fuck is going on? Like, if you were fucking, I don't know, uh, Juventud Guerrera, then you'd have to wear a mask. Um, or psychosis. My God, that guy was ugly. <laughs> which one? I feel like there was like five of them. I don't so, know. The one that, that, that was on WCW. They should put a mask on Luchasaurus, but a psychosis mask and just have him wrestle the psychosis 2022. <laughs> he get over. He can do it. He he wrestles that style. Mm-hmm. So, Jeff, um, the fucking box gimmick is ridiculous. He should put the box back on and go fucking live uh, on a corner somewhere. This is ridiculous. well. That was the advice I gave. I gave him. I said, just just put the box back on and go back to hiding in the closet so they forget you're on payroll again. Oh my god! Like that made absolutely zero sense. Like, why would you do that to keep saving? Why not just like feed them small guys? Like. Feed him, uh, what's that, Bear Country? Is that the name? He's a small guy. You have him fed to people. I mean, he's the whole thing is stupid. I mean, I mean, somebody sent him to England for, to do this. Now, maybe he was there anyway, but still, he, he got paid for all of this shit. Uh, I don't know. Just, listen, we're spending way too much time on Kip Sabian. It's just, it's just, that was just, that was just stupid. The whole thing was stupid. I mean, it was almost as stupid as building this whole Drew homecoming story, and then he loses. Oh, going back to the MJF thing for a second. I'm I'm not going back to the race stuff. But so let me get this straight. The last time we saw MJF, I'm this also worked me up because everybody was like, "This was great. It makes perfect sense. The devil, you know, the devil, the devil, the devil." Shut the fuck up. You guys sound like idiots. This makes absolutely zero sense. The last time we saw MJF, he's in the ring. He's pissed off at Tony Khan. Fuck you, Tony Khan. All you do is hire WWE guys and it takes my spot. Okay. He walked off into the sunset. Fuck you, fire me. All right, maybe he's real. I don't know. It's a work shoot. Whatever. The first time we see him come back, he's asking two ex-WWE guys to get the fucking chip for him, Jeff. That makes no fucking sense. Why is he pissed off at... Tony hiring two ex ex WWE guys, and he in turn then gets ex WWE guys to take the chip that he could have again if he's supposed to be built up as the face against the, that's uh, CM Punk is a cricket. Um, if Tony Khan 
is supposed to be the bad guy, if CM Punk is supposed to be the bad guy, why is MJF doing this? Shouldn't he have just went down there, pulled the shit down, took off the mask, and said, I'm the fucking guy? Right. Or why wouldn't he have turned to his other stooges, which he's used before, the Butcher and the Blade, and Sean Spears. Where the hell is Sean Spears? Not that I really care about Sean Spears, but there, there's three. That that would have been, you know, you know have... You know, you're gonna have two others or non WWE people to do it. I, whatever it is, um, no, I agree. You, you're 100 percent right that that part makes no sense. But nothing about the Stokely Hathaway thing makes sense. The whole the whole constitution of this faction and their goals make no sense. There's too many of them to make any sense. I mean, Ethan Page, who keeps wanting to be a solo star, keeps getting pushed into different groups and teams and whatever. None of it makes sense, and none of it spells solo star. Lee Moriarty, who was supposed to be you know mentioned in the in the BCC or Ring of Honor, well, there is no Ring of Honor, and the BCC is overstocked and. People, frankly, forgot Lee Moriarty exists, so they stick him in this group. The ass boys, who actually are the only ones who had a program, had a story, they're ripped out of their story. I mean, they no longer want to get even with their father or the, you know, or the acclaim. No, they, they, they claim they're busy, um, and they're happy with that, yes. And so, so, so this is what they're doing. And W. Morrissey comes in and, you know, I mean, you could do something with a, a, a six foot ten guy. I mean, he, he, you know, and actually him with MJF makes perfect sense. At least they established some relationship before and a, a replacement for Wardlow. You know, you have that, you know, Diesel, Shawn Michaels sort of look, the, the giant bodyguard and the sort of the, you know, undersized cocky heel. Perfect. That, that That's fine. But with the whole group, you're 100 percent right. Makes no sense. I mean, I, you know, if they wanted to explain it, he could explain, you know, Cass saying that you were disregarded years ago and disrespected and you've been a free agent for, you know, for a lot of times over the last two years. And have they even called you? No. You know, so you you share my hate. You know, he could he could do that. But it all it still makes no sense because nobody hates WWE more than CM Punk does. Right. And it is just it, it told the story. Right. It, that was what it was building to. Right. Is MJF is pro AEW. And and he's going to be the guy that brings prestige back to the AEW title, not some WWE has been. And more importantly, he wasn't being paid his worth. Right, right. And so that was supposed to be the essence of the original story that they were building. And then it turns into he hires these two goons and he can't he needs dirty work. To get like it makes no sense. Like you know, he's going to be cheered because he. We hired six goons. I mean, and they did, and they and they beeped it out, beeped out the money. I mean, you know, at least they should have made a big deal on the call. Going, and just said, "Finally, you're paying me what I'm worth. Thank you, dummy," and hung up. You know, some something like that. So at least he, you know, got the money issue. So now he's Team AEW because now he's being, now he's being paid. Of course, his promo on on Wednesday was. You know, I'm I'm still looking forward to the bidding war of 2024. Right. It's just it's very it's mixed messages. So I thought booking wise, it made no sense. Yeah, but I mean, AEW's booking rarely makes sense consistently. I mean, how many times have I said they need a continuity manager? Um, So you know, you know, but the one time I give a pass is when a lot of things fall apart. Again, it's their own fault, but things fall apart, and so you have to sort of do something. And so sometimes the reset doesn't make any sense, like when DC realized their comics sucked and they destroyed the entire universe and they started it all over again. Now the comics still suck and they're still going out of business. Um, but, um, <laughs> going out of business. But, but but sometimes you just have to try a reset. 
like in Dallas, where they said, this isn't working out. We're bringing uh, Patrick Duffy back. And that whole last season was a dream. <laughs> Jeff, um, anything else all out related that we need to cover? Well, all out. <laughs> well, I mean, anything of, 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 of note. Uh, I'll just say this, this was a horrendously long card. He added matches right up until the last minute. I mean, if you can't get him with quality, get him with quantity. And it was way too long. And most of the matches were inconsequential. And whatever the good matches were, they got lost in the noise. I fell asleep during the women's four-way match. I didn't I didn't even realize that there was heat between Hayter and Britt Baker. But I asked somebody, I said, was there heat between Britt Baker and, and, and uh, Jamie Hayter during the, the four-way match? And they're like, no. But then they showed a video segment afterwards where apparently there was. So even someone who, was, who watched it or claimed not to have been asleep during that match um, didn't see that either um so maybe i didn't sleep through it maybe maybe i just missed it entirely or maybe it was not portrayed well enough to be seen or maybe the cameraman was in the front anyway i thought this was a very underwhelming pay-per-view especially after a very pleasant two hours and 45 minutes from nxt and despite there being plot flaws and, and things as i reflect on clash of the champions while watching it the spectacle and the crowd and the ambiance it was also a good show with good pacing. It was only three and a half hours, which was great. Looking back on it, there was, so, you know, I mean, Riddle in this blood feud in his stupid outfit and, you know, and not trying to kill Seth and, you know, the the, the Drew and Tyson Fury sing, singing thing. Apparently that wasn't supposed to make the air, but it did. I'm not sure if I believe them or not, but that was horrendous. Um, I loved it. It was it was for the people at, in, the, in the house. Stop. It's Wales. Oasis isn't even from Wales or Scotland. <laughs> They're British. They're from Manchester. Apparently, singing that song. Whatever. It, it, it was idiotic. Now, th- that said, I'm actually happy that Sokoa is up there and that the Roman Empire got stronger. I've been wanting this forever, so I'm okay with it. I just thought the build was crazy. But sometimes that's what you do in wrestling. You you build something up to take the rug under. Not everything is a feel-good story. I mean, the, the heels are just as important as the faces. So I, I'm actually okay with that one. I just sort of question all the investment in the videos and, and whatnot. Um, the women's matches were not good. Um, but I thought it was a fun little show, uh, you know, and it felt like a big show. Clash was a great show. I loved it. I like that, you know, you mentioned this earlier when you were describing something at AEW, and you said this on Twitter, that you you felt like Clash was um, like Aquaman because you liked it the first watch, and then the second watch you were like, this is... Well, I didn't watch it twice. I just reflected on some things, but that's you were, not that you were very You were more critical about it. Yeah. I loved it. I mean, we got uh, Sub Mysterio, the turn, yeah. finally. Mm-hmm. We got that classic uh, meme-worthy picture of uh, the Judgment Day laughing. That was great. I, I, I'm not down with the Judgment Day. I mean, yes, it had to be Sub Mysterio, but Monday night, he's he's dressed like the waiter from Applebee's, and Rhea's like, carrying around looking like she's going to the manager and saying... This is the guy who gave me the crappy service. He spilled our drinks. He told us he gave us a free dessert. He didn't. This is him right here. And he's just sitting there in his, his little outfit. I mean, Dom Mysterio has to be one of the least intimidating people I've ever seen in wrestling. I'm sorry, Sub Mysterio. Um, but but is that, that supposed to be part of the sub aura, like to be submissive? Yeah, but it, I mean, 
this guy's ridiculous. He's just, if his last name wasn't Mysterio, he wouldn't be there. But if you're going to do this, if you're going to keep him in the company, this this is, this is better than not. But I, I don't really see what the purpose of Judgment Day is. I mean, they got some Mysterio, but they still lost. I mean, and that's what they do mostly is lose. So, uh, you know, uh, you I can't know, wait I, till, um, till we, we got, we need, we need like the real love story. Like, I feel like they're planting seeds for real love. For real love. That's right. Well, do you think that maybe the long-term booking is that Sub is just getting um, revenge for his sister who was dumped by Buddy for Rhea? I mean, who knows? Who knows? Because you remember Buddy was was dating Ali on TV, and then now he's you know he's with Rhea. So maybe maybe, maybe that's the long term. It's a it's a so what what's the Guerrero saying? Lie, steal, cheat, or whatever. That's right. That's right. Maybe he's gonna prove to everybody he's really Eddie Guerrero's son. Yeah, I think so. I think that, that you, I think that's where like this is going. Like yeah, his hair is ridiculous. Also, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but but, but, but uh, you know, listen. If if I if I realized going in the show was more like Crown Jewel than like you know a, a regular pay per view, I probably would have been more accepting of it. I think that's how I absorbed it in the moment. But it was on Saturday afternoon on Peacock. I mean, I loved it. I watched. Yeah, it I, love, I, 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 I love that. Watching it. I, 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 I love that NXT was on Sunday afternoon in the evening. I, and these they're not that long. I mean, it, it's just so pleasant. It's just like a nice little afternoon of wrestling. And like, I was like, this is a piss break matches. You don't take piss breaks during the matches anymore. They have 15 minutes between each match. Actually, they've been better with that. It's been more like five or 10, but plenty of time to take a piss. Um, so, no. What, what did you think about the spot with uh, Austin Theory getting punched by Tyson Fury? I love that. That was actually really well done. I mean, I'm not, everyone knows I'm not a Tyson Fury fan, and I don't really like when real athletes, you know, tend to get mixed up with wrestlers. So, this, he didn't get physical with Drew, so that's fine. But no, that Tyson Fury did that great. Austin sold it like uh, a million bucks. And by the way, you know, I like that people are getting their first names back. I, I I don't think it's particularly important, but people like to talk about it. So we've got Tommaso Ciampa. We've got Austin Theory. I think Angel and Umberto got their last names or their first names back. And who, who knows what else is next? Do you think that Malachi will have his whole name back when he gets back? I don't know, but I think we should say that Malachi is on a six-month non-compete. Now, everyone, now he said that his back hurts, and everyone's like, he needs to take care of his mental health. Maybe he does. All I'm saying is that it seems to me that in the 2020s, my mental health is the new, I want to spend more time with my family. And it's never they want to spend more time with their family. And it's almost never been mental health. I mean, going back to Kylie Ray and then, you know, and uh, ACH and Leo Rush and all these other folks who would say that it's their mental health. And then like a week later, you'd see them booked on shows. But that's the way to get out of AEW is you claim mental health. What's the way to get out of anything these days? Because, because you know, if you say anything, you're terrible. You're, you're a piece of shit. You're a bad person. You know, Jeff, speaking of how ways to get out of AEW, Ruby Soho, we forgot to mention this during You're doing that pencil. You're going to stick it all the way through your ear and out the other? I am. I'm going to put it right in my ear. Cause Talk I about to, empty-headed. I need to scratch my empty-headed brain. Um mm-hmm. Ruby Soho and this Tay Mello versus, you know, it's Tay Mello and, and Sammy versus Ruby. And who was the other guy? <laughs> it was Ortiz again. Three times Ortiz. we saw this match. None of them were good. And then the one on the pay-per-view was the appropriately the worst. And and Ruby Soho almost like, at first she breaks her nose and somehow the match. 
Yeah. No. Somehow they threw the. We knew. And she almost breaks her neck. Right. He he dropped her like a sack of potatoes, and and Ty Conti kicked her right in the nose. I mean, it was almost like Seth Rollins to uh, John Cena. Right. So if you're Ruby Soho or anybody else in the locker room and you're looking to leave, why can't you just claim, well, this is an unsafe work environment. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Forget about mental health. Just show them the video of all the botches. Well, I, I don't think unsafe work environments work when you're a professional wrestler. It's definitionally an unsafe work environment. But um, why not just go with mental health since that works for everyone? But, I mean, more often than not, there's fucking more injuries in AEW than anywhere else. This is crazy. Probably. I mean, a, a bunch more, you know, big ones <laughs> at this car. Sloppy. Yeah. It's a sloppy. It's a slop. It's a slop house. It's a what do they call it? A sloppy shop. Well, it's, it's giant That's indie shows. I mean, nobody pays, nobody tracks indie injuries because nobody knows who most of those people are, or they don't have another show for three months, or they're afraid they'll never get booked again for the seventy-five dollars they get or pay to do it. Jeff, on Monday Night Raw, we saw a great main event. The Raw. Uh, we said we'll get to we'll get to Braun in a second. Oh. Um, Lashley versus The Miz, really good match. I like the story that they were telling the the beatdown they put on Lashley. And I like it. it. Let me let me say one thing about this before we get. I mean, what has The Miz done to earn this match? He's lost to Lashley in every way possible. There's no. The whole point was to was to keep Dexter Loomis away from The Miz. But what's the point of The Miz getting another match against Lashley? There was none. So. Yes, it was a good match, but this is what annoyed me about WWE before, seeing the same people together time and time again, especially when they don't deserve it. Miz has done nothing. He just keeps he keeps losing, losing, losing to Lashley in every way, shape, or form, sometimes with Dexter, sometimes with Adam. A year ago, he beat him for the belt. He beat him in a rematch. I mean, this is embarrassing already. I mean, and, and they could have hurt my precious Bobby. Bobby wins the title from uh, The Miz, doesn't he? No, no, no. He lost it to The Miz, right? No, he beat The Miz uh, for the title because uh, The Miz uh, uh, the Miz cashed in on somebody, right? Well, did he cash in on Lashley? Yeah, no. I think he did. No, no, no. It was on Drew because Bobby beat up uh, beat up Drew and then The Miz cashed in, um, got his belt back. And then the deal was with MVP and the Hurt Business is that Lashley would get a rematch and The Miz was sort of running away from him and it took two weeks and then Lashley won the belt. And that, that was his, that was his, I think his second run, maybe. Um, that's right. That's right. That's right. You're right. I knew they were mixed together during that time. So, I mean, it's been a while since we've seen them do business consecutively. I think it's been like the last three weeks straight. Anyway, go on, go on. The match was fine. I mean, the match it's just my good, gripe about the match. It's the story of, of Dexter Loomis. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the the, the, the surprise? Miz is climbing over the top. I love the, the new camera angle. Oh, the visual it's just great. this over-the-cage camera angle. It's just like, oh, peekaboo. It's right. Dexter Loomis. Yeah, no, this is what you do with The Miz. If, if I have to watch The Miz, this is what you do with him. You you make him, you know, the floor. I like him sort of being, this reminds me like when Bray Wyatt was stalking him and he was terrified when it was like a horror movie thing. This this is sort of like that. So, uh, no, I you know, I like that part of it. But, you know, the, the big news was Braun. Braun, and he's a big draw. Did you hear that pop, Jeff? Everybody I've always known he's Braun a big strong. draw. 
I told you when I was at Final Battle for Ring of Honor, the biggest pop by far was the Kraken, the the, the Titan, Braun Strowman. The, the only people who were close were the Briscoes and Danhausen. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he, I mean, this guy seems like a genius for keeping his price tag really, really high and not signing with AEW, right? He controlled his narrative. He he did. He did. Right out of right out of control your narrative. Gargano looks like a like a genius for not signing, and so does Braun. Yeah, Gargano looks like a genius, and he probably is. I I mean, I'm not happy about Gargano. I, I have no interest in seeing Gargano on my TV screen. You know, Gargano's going to show, he's going to have his first match this coming Monday. Are you excited? You're going to have your Gargano shirt on? Um, Which part of I have no interest on Gargano was confusing. (laughs) All of it. Just all of it. Oh, okay. No, I'm not excited for it. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a good indie wrestler. As a manager, he'd be fine, but I I don't, he's he's a good technical wrestler. Great. I mean, I just shat on Daniel Garcia, Garcia, Wheeler, Yuta, and Lee Moriarty in in the first half of the show. I mean, (laughs) it's the same guy with a little bit more personality. Not interested. He's not the second coming of Daniel Bryan. Because he's not. It was was shitty. Um, Because we were off last week, we didn't talk about Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle's um, TV 14 exchange on Raw before Clash of the Castle, the one that was leading up to it. And a lot of people were talking about it. Any thoughts on uh, them returning from break and showing this pre-recorded bleeped, hey, hey, Riddle, you still there? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Your family hates you. <laughs> um, but, you know, I... As I said earlier, I'm, you know, I, I'm not a giant fan of the work. Shubius, I think it's being overused, but the one place that hasn't been overused lately has been WWE, so it was sort of refreshing. I am going to go on the assumption that unlike what's been going on in AEW, that they cleared it with each other first. They knew what was coming, and they're like, do what you need to do, whatever, whatever makes the show better. So as long as that's the case, you know, I, I, I'm fine with it, as long as long as – you know, there there are no, you know, hurt feelings because, you know, and, and, and I'm sure that they did because you can say what you want about WWE, but the, the problem hasn't been that it's been too edgy and risky. It's been it's been too sterile and stagnant. So, you know, they didn't need to change things as long as these guys both agreed to it and their, you know, families did, or at least the families they're speaking to did. Um, it's, it's it's fine. And it was a refreshing change. That's how the, uh, the parking lot, you know, confrontation was rather weak when I saw it was coming out. I, I was expecting something a little bit more exciting than that. Speaking of parking lot, more stuff going on behind the scenes on Monday Night Raw. Um, during, uh, I guess, a backstage segment with Damage Control, they're walking to the ring before their segment, and you see Nikki A.S.H. in her street clothes um, talking to Dewdrop, and she throws what appears to be her mask at Dewdrop and then storms off angrily. Where do you think this is leading to, Jeff? Well, where do I think it's leading? It should lead to their breakup. But the strange thing is they've been on NXT twice and they've been working pretty well as a team and not doing this. And again, going back to the Vince era, what happened on NXT and what happens on the main roster don't necessarily have any connection. But in Triple H's era, it, 
there has been NXT is canon. So this is weird. So I don't understand that when they go into the, down to the minor leagues, everything is fine because the matches are just as challenging. They won all of one match. Great. Um, and Dewdrop broke her nose in that match, by the way. Well, she didn't break her nose. Someone else broke it for her. Uh, probably Gigi Dolan. But um, so I don't know what's going on with it. They seem to be getting along fine in Orlando. So maybe it's everywhere else that they don't get along. But <laughs> I mean, uh, Nikki Ash is Nikki Trash to me. I'm not interested at all. I mean, the the only benefit of this team is that it's actually a tag team where they're trying to build up a tag team division. So to break it up sort of seems a little bit silly to me. And they they don't they don't work as well as Drake Maverick and Killian Dane did together. But it's a similar kind of dynamic, and it's you know it's. They're better together than they are solo because there's nothing for either of them. I know that there are, there are people who love Nikki Cross, whatever her real name is, or prior wrestling name is. I know there's people who love Piper Niven and they they love whatever her old name was. And they, but neither one of them is either big enough, attractive enough, athletic enough. They just they just they just don't have the star power. I mean, it's like Shayna Baszler. You know, she just she just whatever kind of throwback, you know, maybe in the eighties, they could have supplanted someone like Moolah, but these days you've got the women who are really athletic, statuesque and, and, and great looking too. You're not going to put your title on Dewdrop when you've got Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair there. That's right. Um, speaking of Shayna, um, what did you think about Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler? I thought Hated that Shayna, you hated it. I thought that Shayna Baszler, I mean, a lot of criticism is being hurled at Liv Morgan for being a lackluster, I'm going to use the word lackluster, a lackluster champion. But I think the right person won this match because it looked like Shayna lost a step. I don't know if it's the ring rust. I don't know if it's just the way, the first time that they've worked together in a long time, but Shayna looked sluggish. Again, maybe it's the long trip over there, five hours. Uh, I thought that, I agree, she looked slow, but I thought that's because she was working down to Liv's capabilities. I mean, that's, that's so? what I saw. Um, I don't know. I was I, trying I think, to assess think, that, but I couldn't figure it out. I, I think the wrong person won because I think Liv is just a zero. I mean, I think, you know, she gets a smattering of applause. She's, you know, well, so like Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. Like, people are just not, they're just not buying it. I mean, she's she's better for the chase, but, uh, you know, she's I, better as a tag team. I, I think. I agree. I think Liv Morgan is a hero. Yeah. Shayna, if she won the title, like you could have, you could take it off of her rather, rather quickly. It's, you know, it is, it's, a, you know, it's easy to put her against anyone, you know, like especially Ronda and, and you know, but should whatever. She, should she win the title? Shayna wins the title. Well, she never and will she, now. And then she just hands it over to Ronda. That'd be funny as shit. <laughs> just <laughs> like the million dollar man, Andre gave it to the Teddy DBS. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, Jeff, what else do we need to cover? What what else did we miss? I mean, Raquel and Ali are your new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Oh, that's right. Well, Jeff, no, a lot no. of people were upset about this. What? Why, why do you think so many people were pissed off about this? Well, because Aaliyah stinks. I mean, she really, really stinks. And, and it, she was letting Raquel down. So it looked like the story was Raquel would be turning on Aaliyah and, you know, maybe join the, what they call now damage control. I was calling them Bailey Quarters. Um, and you bring in this faction, you know, targeting the tag team titles ahead of everything else, even the, even the world's championship. 
um, mm-hmm. and they lose. I mean, again, that that would seem like a strange call call to me. I mean, I don't think this tag team is great of Dakota Kai and and Eo um, Sky. Um, Eor, but but it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't. I you know Raquel's a better heel, so I, I, yeah, I don't know what to say. But uh, Aaliyah stinks, and you know I, maybe that story is delayed for another day, which is fine. But I, I mean, they sort of re these these titles have been sort of cursed, and now you have faces on them. So uh, I mean, faces holding them. So when Sasha and Naomi come back, I mean. I mean, I guess booking one-on-one tells you that on Monday Night Raw this coming week that Damage Control has to win the titles and then get confronted by Sasha and Naomi coming back. Um, you know, so you have the face-heel dynamic. Maybe that's when Aaliyah lets Raquel down for the last time, or maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's disappointing, but I... I I'm assuming they are. They made this decision to try to get Raquel over, and I think I've been calling it Gonzalez, Raquel Rodriguez, and to book to this moment where heels, the new heel faction, they they get the titles only be, to be challenged by the returning heroes. I think you're right. I think um, they put the title again. We've we've discussed this. Sometimes the titles make a talent. And sometimes the talent make the title. Like Lashley is making the U.S. title. The reverse is happening here. The title is supposed to make Raquel Gonzalez. Now she's got a, uh, a notch on her belt that says she's a former tag team champion. And the, you know, the, the journey of, of the legend of Raquel Rodriguez uh, continues. So I don't think we need to jump into the story of Aaliyah just yet. Um, and it would rather, I think it'd be refreshing to see a storyline that doesn't end with a tag team breaking up after they lose the titles. I feel like that's been done way too much this year. And I think what they should do is they should lose and then split up amicably and then shake hands. That'd be a great swerve. That'd be fine. That'd be fine too. And kiss. Oh, um, all right. So what else happened here this week? I mean, there's, there's a lot of news and notes. I mean, if you want to stick to stuff that's uh, WWE, the Mysterios and the Mizanins were on Celebrity Family Feud. So uh, they were. there you go. And as we said on the show, immediately when it happened, that the Netflix movie about Vince McMahon was never canceled. It was just, they just had to figure out what the ending was going to be. Well, Netflix said we're still going ahead with the project. Sure, because now they know what the ending's going to be. Duh. Um, they're not Warner Brothers, who who is trying to get rid of all this money, and then they're even willing to take losses just to uh, keep more losses. By the way, on our continuing series of what's going on with Discovery, and, and the, the, a couple weeks ago, or about 10 days ago, HBO Max said that they were, or Discovery said that they were considering running HBO Max reruns instead of original programs on their broadcast network. So, like reruns of The Sopranos and you know Oz and you know well, Six Feet Under and whatever that um, you know, they already own instead of original programming, which you know may or may you know we've had this discussion a bunch of times how it may or may not impact. Um, 
AEW at all, but it, it can't possibly be viewed, viewed as good news. Um, I mean, we had the conversation with Banana two weeks ago. We said, yeah, well, this was this came out after it, and, and it supports things that he said. It just makes sense, Jeff. Like, if you know that we use the example of, um, <laughs> you just told me the name of this show, Big, Big Bang, Bang Theory. Theory. And if they're drawing a million or a million plus, why not just keep rolling with it? Right. That's the, the right. Does it cost them nothing more? So even, you know, if they make the same money or even less, but it costs less, their 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 income, their their profit is more. Um, correct. Um, in some other business news for WWE, they extended their TV deal with the with the Caribbean Network. I think it's called B and W or something. I'm not really sure, or, or something like that. Um, a and W, something like that. Um, the Velveteen Dream has had a bad week. He got arrested twice in one week. He got something called a no action, which I'm assuming is sort of a, a an equivalent of what we have up here called a stat, uh, which is basically you you. The prosecutor says, I'm not going to take any action on the charges as long as you, you know, stay out of trouble. He managed to get himself arrested a few days later. And so those charges are coming back. And the same week, it also came out that, well, it was EC3, so consider the source, but saying the Velveteen Dream used to try to record people in the locker room undressing and naked without their permission. And apparently the Velveteen Dream got arrested about a year ago or two years ago, and then it's only first coming to light now. So he's had three arrests in the last, like, 18 months. And so, I mean, anybody who thought he was making a comeback, he's not making a comeback. And anybody who thought, well, he didn't solicit those kids, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But, uh, you know, uh, obviously there's something ain't right with <laughs> this guy. he did, maybe he didn't. You know, it's interesting, um, Jeff, we have somebody, uh, we have a caller on the line. Oh, for God's sake, this again. Jeffrey, this is the Velveteen Dream. How's it going? I am not accepting the, the, the charges. Well, please accept the charges. I need to no. I need to talk to you. You're a lawyer. No, I'm not. You, can you? One guy. Me? I heard, I, I spoke to Tammy. I'm over here. I'm over here too, Jeff. Uh, I heard that you're really good at getting people off. Stop hitting on me. Jeff, can you stand up? I just want to see your penis. I mean, uh, 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 legal briefs. I need legal briefs. <laughs> no. Get oh, your mind off my briefs. I got to I gotta go. I got to go. Uh, Good. It's time to lift some weights. <laughs> I got to go spot some guys. <laughs> oh, arrested oh, again. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are all these uh, ex-wrestlers always calling us and uh, I don't know to us when they get arrested? Yeah. By the way, Wade Barrett uh, extended his contract, so a uh, little excitement for that. And then he was teasing maybe he'd make an entrance into the Royal Rumble. And I think we could all be excited about that. Also, as Banana and Zero News have reported that the NXT call-ups would come in September, what well, we saw too. By the way, this show said that Imperium should get back together and tweeted that... No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, we, no, we didn't. Don't, don't put that I on. I said that. You said that. Yes. And I, and, I, and I also tweeted... That has anyone noticed that ever since he lost that nobody that nobody's even mentioned Giovanni Vinci? I think they're bringing him up, and sure enough, they did. 
So yeah, I said it. That's fine. Okay, you're like giving me credit, like almost like it's an insult that I got this this right. I can't stand fucking Imperium. But I, I'm, to the best of my knowledge, I am the only person who who made that connection and said that was happening. Anyway, the draft is going to be later in the year. Jeff, um, since we're on Imperium, we didn't talk about the banger of a match. I know you, how much you love the word banger. I hate the word, but the match. But if any match deserves it, the, 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 this was the match of the weekend. And so um, that was a great match, man. They were hard yeah. hitting. Seamus is great. Yes. I, I, you know, I ever, you know, I've always liked Seamus. Sometimes I felt like I'm in the minority, but ever since sort of like the COVID era, like he's had some of the greatest matches with Drew, with Riddle, with AJ Styles. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's had any bad matches. He's he's been terrific. Oh, hey Jeffrey, Wait, did, uh, did I just hear you talking about banging? Get up. I'm back, go. baby. No, go away. Okay, bye. Okay, go, bye. Go, go, go back to Tammy. I'm here, Tilda. Go find Tony. Go find Tony Storm. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> oh my God. Um, Nick, yeah, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. The, the Good um, Brothers and talks with WWE have fizzled, and I say, oh, Amen. fantastic! I don't want to see those guys on my phone. Neither do I. Uh, I'm about to sell stock. Triple H got promoted, Jeff. I'm about to. I'm. I'm buying more stock because they promoted Triple H to chief content officer. I love it. Well, so Shawn Michaels, he got to promo also, and they hired what some guy from the Raiders to to be involved in, you know, like the monetary pay scale for talent, some, something like that. I love it. Congratulations to both th- those members of DX. Congrats. Well, why? Why stop there? Hire Kevin Nash now. They maybe they would. I mean, you know, I mean, Billy Gunn somehow seems to be happy with what he's doing. I, I don't know. Um, what else happened? There was Nick, oh, there I'll, was just, I'll, 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 I'll vamp here for you. I'll throw something in there. What about I saw Zero News mentioned anybody interested in Nick Aldis in the WWE? Now, I'm absolutely interested. Yeah, would you I, be I like surprised that. If, if Triple H goes after Nick Aldis, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And he's been in a in a somewhat public spat with Billy Corgan, which people, you know, of course, everyone thinks everything's a, a work in wrestling. Um, and they gave him a match with Flip Gordon, you know, on, on NWA 74, which was somehow a two-night affair that nobody cares about. Terrible card. Absolutely terrible card. Laughable numbers on on uh, some of the things I've looked at. Um yeah, I, I could totally. I could. I, with yeah, Drew and Billy, and the only person in NWA that gets paid like a major league wrestler is Nick Aldis. So if Billy's in trouble and they're not getting along, one way is to let him go and be signed, or maybe get bought out even better. Whatever it is, either, either way, it, it could be a win-win. Um, I don't know what Mickey James's status is with Impact. I know she said that. She's this is a retirement tour with impact, but it doesn't have to be. There's no such thing as a retirement in wrestling. And, you know, then, you know, maybe she makes a return soon. I like Mickey and, you know, I I wouldn't mind seeing her for, you know, a couple of years in WWE. Jeff, can we talk about this for just a a quick second? Because I I love the angle that she, you know, the promo was good. My only criticism. I love the angle of that dress. Yeah, (laughs) I stepped into that one. Jeff, the the 
story goes that she comes to the ring and she's like, you know, I'm getting too old for my britches and, you know, things hurt. Kind of like seeing kind of CM Punk before CM Punk. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, she likes to be put up against the wall. Good for you, Nick Aldis. And, you know, her next match is going to be her, her next loss is going to be her last loss and she's going to retire. So essentially taking the story of Ric Flair's last match, but now putting that on every week. Genius. I don't think, and you correct me, you're, you're part of partially the wrestling historian around here. Mm. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that type of angle before where it's like, I've seen, if you beat me at this next pay-per-view, it's my last match or loser leaves town. But I don't think I've ever seen the story of I'm going to go out there and I'm going to chase the title. I'm going to climb the mountain. But if I lose, I'm done. I'm gone. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Flair wasn't even I mean, it was Vince saying next time you lose, I fire you. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's the closest thing that I can recall. I mean, maybe it's been done in a smaller promotion, but yeah, I, I don't remember it either. And I love that it's Mickey James. She's so lovable. Everybody and, and, and is a respected veteran. Could you imagine? Have you watched Impact since? Um, it's on tonight. We're recording. So, mm. no, but I, I'm going to follow it. I'm going to definitely follow it to see if she. But you're not going to watch. I might watch. I mean, again, depends what she's wearing. You're not watching. You'd have to watch to know what she's wearing. I'm going to watch with my pants down. All right, Jeff? There you go. You hear that, Velveteen? Oh, you even wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> I want to comment on Tyler Bate because, like, everyone's pretending like he's great. He's he's an okay worker, but he's ridiculously Ooh. sized. The the former NXT UK champion who lost to Braun Breaker, and now they're they're you know they're like the babyface connection on NXT. Um, he is so small that. When he when he does his power moves, it looks like he has no power. But before the rest of the world shits on me for this, when he does his finisher and he tries to hook the legs, his legs are too short to hook somebody else's arms down for the pin. And the people he've been facing have not been like six foot three, six foot four, six foot seven people. They've been six feet and shorter. So I mean, stop telling me how great he is. He 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 can't. He can't execute the moves. Um, so I was a little bit mean when I said that it's like Tyrion Lannister is fighting Braun Breaker. But he looks like Tyrion Lannister. And between him and J.D. McDonough, what the hell are they forcing on my TV? I mean, I've been a fan of NXT 2.0, and I know they're going for their one-year anniversary. And, I, and I've supported them all along, even the first you know few weeks when it was a little bit rough. And, and there's been some rough times in between, but it's been mostly pretty pleasant. Um but him and J.D. McDonough, these, these two guys with dwarfism. Uh, and then you bring in Gallus, this this powerhouse team, and the, and it's a, a three-person faction. And all they do is lose also. You're on mute. You're still on mute. You lost me. You lost me at Gallus. I, I lost you at NXT. I, I, all right. Well, that's, a, that, that's enough for that. Um since you talked about impact, I mean, I think it's Joe Doring, who probably a lot of you don't know who he is. He's in Violent Ooh. by Design. Cowboy Joe Doring, he's an impact. He 
apparently is going through his second bout of, I think, brain cancer. He, I guess, uh, battled it to remission before, made a comeback. And so he's stepping away and, and they're selling shirts to support him. So if you're inclined, buy a shirt, support Joe Doran, but he's stepping away from impact. Um, in other news, it was reported that Lady Frost requested her release, and she seemed to think that she got it. Uh, we reported that she seems to think she got it, but apparently she didn't get it. And I guess they worked things out. I don't know. Or maybe she just folded the towel. But she's still stuck with Impact. Uh, because the, the Good Brothers were not resigned, the original... Uh, the OG, original gangster kingdom, the OG king, Matt Taven and Mike Canellis Bennett or Mike Bennett is are the new tag team champions. But somebody who left Impact on their own, not because of illness. So I can still have another week, another person left Impact. Technically, you can count Joe Doran if you want to, but D'Lo Brown left. Uh, he's done with Impact. So he, he left Impact. So another week without being snarky, somebody or smarky, somebody left uh, Impact. Um, in a sort of non-wrestling, but related to our business discussion, um, one of my greatest accomplishments on Twitter, I really haven't been active on it for you know very long, probably about a year and a half, two years, <laughs> is that 1980s bombshell Morgan Fairchild follows me on Twitter. Um, and yeah, and also Heather Thomas as well. And you know, they're, they're both Texas sort of, uh, I would call them blue dog Democrats. You know, they're the sort of conservative Democrats. Anyway, um, apparently they were, you know, because of people that they follow and everyone follows them because they're 80s bombshells. Um, and we all have their posters on our wall and beyond. Um, there was something, there was, a, there was a discussion about news ratings and primetime TV and stuff like that. And also I see demos. I'm like, what? And somebody's in the go, goes, what is that person talking about 18 to 49 demo? Nobody cares about the 18 to 49 demo. Everybody knows that all of the networks uh, and advertisers are looking for the 50 plus. Now, those are the only people with money. It hasn't been 18 to 49 for years. This was a non-wrestling discussion with people who are probably much smarter than anybody in wrestling. So just, just know that... that the, the demos and 1849 being important is being is scoffed at everywhere else. So those wrestling fans who still think it's important, you're dummies. And those of you say, hey, everyone's cord cutting, you're dummies because all of the money in wrestling comes from TV. So if you're right, everyone's cutting the cord, then there's no wrestling anymore for you. Um, or or just you, know, you better like MLW and NWA because there'll only be the YouTube stuff left. Um there was something, one show, I can't even remember which show it was, but there was a, uh, oh, it was CM Punk before he got, uh, when, when John Moxley, uh, when, when, when John Moxley uh, left the contract in, in the uh, ring a couple weeks ago, and he said, here's an open contract, I'm leaving the ring, I don't care. And nobody came out. Nobody comes out until ACL comes out. I hate that. I hate that in all promotions where only one person comes out or, or, and this is even worse. Nobody came up. The, the only part that was even relatively good is when Giovanni Vinci tried to do it. And Nathan Frazier sort of stuck behind him and beat him to the ring. And, but uh, I mean, there should be like eight wrestlers, like bumping into each other. Like the, like, like when they wait outside the rings, like quails, uh, you know, all bumping into each other, like, like the 26 stooges. Um, all right, so Thunder Rosa tweeted this week, it's time for a change, and then it was reported that she requested a release, and her husband said, no, 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 no she hasn't, no, she hasn't. And so everyone's saying, it's fake news, fake news. It, it's 
not fake news that she tweeted time for change because I saw it. And her husband said, no, that just means that the cooler had prevailed. She didn't say, no, it's not. I guarantee that she asked for her release. Uh, and just like Malachi Black, she may get it. Um, Austin Aries, his rehabilitation efforts continue and they're going to continue to fail. But he indicated that I feel bad about the way I left things with impact. If every, if anybody remembers or wants to know what happened because you didn't care then and you only sort of care a little bit now is that he basically threw the title into the ring at, at uh, John, Johnny Impact, you know, John Morris and John Hennigan and left. He walked out uh, on the company and he's like, I feel bad the way I left things. I, I hope they give me another chance. More more uh, support to control your narrative is dead. He's broke. Nobody wants to work with him. Even NWA couldn't, couldn't tolerate him. Even what's left of control your narrative can't seem to um, tolerate him. Something that sort of got lost in the shuffle, which seemed to be a big deal and now doesn't, is that Vince Russo claimed that he's been a consultant for the USA Network for two years. Uh, he also said he has the receipts. Well, he hasn't produced any receipts. And... I don't understand why USA Network would hire him as a consultant for Raw. WWE hires their own consultants for Raw. USA Network doesn't. Uh, they, they have some, you know, influence, but they don't micromanage it. So, Vince, I know sometimes I'm on shows on your network, but produce the receipts or you lie. Here's receipts. Yeah, produce them. Just like Punk said, I keep all the receipts. I paid all of his bills until I didn't. Well, I have the receipts. Show us. That was nothing he said. He said, he said, I have an email where Colt said, oh, let's forget the whole thing. I was wrong. But I can't show you that email because in Discovery, you found out he has a bank account with his mother. What the fuck does that have to do with producing <laughs> email? Zero. Zilch. Even if it's on the same piece of paper, they have this thing called redaction. There's even computer programs that do it. And they also have these things called Sharpie pens, markers, and you can you can cross things out. I mean, what a load of shit. No, it's not a load of shit, Jeff. I'm defending my guy. Listen, he's he's uh, Wait, I, I want to get something I want to get something right. I want to make sure the defense is complete. When did when did Colt Cabana when did CM Punk go on Colt Cabana's podcast? Uh 2012. No. The, the according to CM Punk is twenty twelve. Yeah. Nope. No. Yes. It yes. was after it was after he left WWE, which was twenty fourteen. That's that's when he was gone. So the podcast was no earlier than twenty fourteen. The lawsuit came about a year after. Their falling out probably came about a year after that. Uh, but he hasn't right. been friends with him for at least ten years. Liar. Right. He's a liar. No, he's not. That math adds up. What are you doing? Numerology? Absolutely. Okay. Um, numbers are 613. Exactly. Buff Bagwell, surprise, surprise, relapsed, and he's in rehab. Six. Uh, and the, our old friend, Jason Ranson. Who? Jason Ranson owns that dojo in Florida, a registered sex offender. Jason um, Rance um, just made himself a tag team champion with a 16-year-old. Whose parents also have multiple felony convictions, so that's awesome. Uh, oh my god, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know you know that guy uh, very well. Maybe he's calling you. Pick up that phone. It's ringing. Dreams about the ding-a-ling-a-ling. 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 All right, ratings. Um, we got two weeks of ratings for a bunch of things. So, uh, so for impact, it's actually 
two Thursdays ago. We're recording on the Thursday, so we're talking about back in the end in August, not uh, September 9th. Uh, it was 111,000, up 19,000 from the preceding week. But a week ago, September 2nd, I'm sorry, September 1st, uh, went down to 104,000, back down to 7,000. We'll see if the uh, September uh, 8th numbers, uh, you know, a lot of people tune in for Nikki James or not. New Japan Pro Wrestling back to being not reported for the second week in a row. So they've only been reported once in the last seven or eight weeks, and that was 48,000, about the 150th show. SmackDown two weeks ago, 1.990 million down 94,000 from the preceding week, but this the most recent week, 2.077 million up, uh, what's that, uh, 87,000. Rampage a couple weeks ago, 431,000, which was down 30,000. This week on the Go Home Show, went up to 485,000, up by 54,000. We'll see if they can keep that momentum. If you go by the quarter by quarter of Wednesday's Dynamite, it seems unlikely, um, especially with spoilers. Uh, Raw a couple weeks ago, 2.107 million, up 102,000 from the week before. This week did 2.054 million, down 53,000, but still over 2 million. Uh, NXT a couple weeks ago, 676, which was down 2,000 from the preceding week. This week, which was uh, the go home to Worlds Collide. I'm sorry, the week, uh, the, the, not the go home, whatever, the, the, the fallout show from World's Club, 684,000, up 8,000. So they're basically holding steady, but they they gained about 90,000 from where they were about two months ago on average. All right. Dynamite, a couple weeks ago, went down 29,000, down to 1.020 million. Um, that was the go home show. The most recent Dynamite, after all of the scrum and the, and the fallout from the pay-per-view and all of the drama, went up 15,000 only to 1.035. In a vacuum, that would that would be a pretty good number. Um, but given everything that happened, no. And as we told you, the show started out above 1.3 million and promptly started going down almost straight. And by the end of the night, it was like 861 or something like that. Just subtract 340,000 from 1.035,000, and you'll be in the the neighborhood. All right. I was talking about NWA 74 before. I didn't watch it. I don't have any buy rates. We'll probably, it'll probably take a year before we get anything even close. But I did see, I did watch the results shows on YouTube, which are the, you know, the free recaps. Um, Only 6,000 and 6,300 watched the results shows for night one and night two, respectively, when I checked them out. Uh, I didn't go back and check again. MLW is still not doing new shows. So NWA, as of this week, the most recent show, 54,000. Two weeks ago, 50,000. Three weeks ago, 41,000. The 54,000 show was the season premiere of whatever season they're on now. I think it's season nine. Uh, Cardona was back. Bully Ray was back. So that probably accounts for some of it. Elevation, last three weeks, 140. The 140 is after all out. So that's not exciting. Uh, 256, 282. uh, Dark, 176. That's also after all out in the scrum. So that's not exciting either. Um, 210 and 293 for two weeks ago, three weeks ago. New Japan strong. Okay. In fairness, when I looked, the show had only been on the air for a certain amount of time this very day, which is September 8th. There were 58 views, not 5,800, not 580, 58. Like five eight, like under sixty. <laughs> the show from a week ago was up to 
5,200, and from two weeks ago was up to 4,500. So 58. Granted, it was only up for a few hours, but 58. Okay. 58. Um, wow. Uh, that, I think, is... Oh, no, Jake Hager, last but not least, signed a contract extension with AEW, which is, I know, a really exciting thing to, to go, go home on. And I have a question for you. Why is it more likely that I will go to the moon before Cameron Grimes goes to the moon? Oh, my God. I love ending on riddles. Um, I don't know. Because I have been appointed as senior advisor to the board of directors for the Space Court Foundation, an international tax-exempt not-for-profit organization dedicated to space law, all as a result of my self-appointed tasks of, of, of my podcast, Garden Muse, and, and looking into what will be the laws of space. I made such an impression on, on the two co-founders that they said, oh, we think we could use your help. And so there you are. Look at you. So what are you, the captain of which planet? Uh, basically, I'm going to give them free legal assistance to, to be, to be <laughs> senior advisor to the board of directors. But it, it's fun. But that, that, that's fine. That, that's what being part of a board of directors is, you know, all about. So, yeah, it's fun. It's cool. It's going to give me lots of contacts for the show. Um, not this show, but, well, who knows? You never know. But, you know, guarded views. I mean, you know, it's people from aerospace industry around the world uh, and in universities and you know, satellite companies, things like that. You know, they sell satellite insurance. No. Who? Yeah. who why? Yeah. Why? In case the satellite blows up or in case it falls on your house, you know, and, and somebody has to pay a claim, they have insurance to cover, you know, their losses, property losses. It's only going to get bigger when there's going to space tourism. There's there's insurance for that. I mean, you know, so this is this is this is who, who, who do this I is get the, the space insurance from Gallagher seems to be the biggest company. Gallagher, the guy with the watermelon, the uh, smashes watermelons. It, it could in fact be, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Holy shit! This is breaking news, guys. Actually, I can I can look in my emails to see Gallagher Global. Um, is it the guy with the with the with the little hat and the and the mallet? Surprisingly enough, it doesn't seem like that's him. They are. They're from. They're on a Walbrook EC eight uh, AW something like that in the United Kingdom. It's AW. It's Arthur J Gallagher and Company. That's B A W. That must be their equivalent of a area code or zip code rather. But yeah, they're in the United Kingdom. Um, yeah. So they, they seem well, to be the industry what? leader in in uh, satellite insurance. You know what, Jeff? Congratulations. I congratulate you on being uh, a space cadet. That's right. Or what, whatever they, they, they in, in finding yet another not, you know, non-compensatory, non remuneratory a non-compensating position that will take time. And only yeah. stroke my ego, but that's all I really care. That's all I really care about is my ego. You you will go down in history as uh, something. <laughs> no, I, I will absolutely not go down in history. I mean, I will I will not go. I will go down in history as nothing because I won't go down in history. There's going to be like 
Elon Musk got us to space, but Jeff Lipman gave us the space laws. I'm telling you right now, we are we're this is this is the Hudson Bay Company. This is this is the Dutch or the British East India Company, whichever one you wanna say. This is this is it right now. Right now, this you you can, you can become a robber baron. <laughs> assuming we live long enough, assuming the planet survives long enough, and a guy that has a show called Garden of Doom, you know, is embedding on that. <laughs> I'm just going to stick to buying WWE stuff. But you know, yeah. Warner Brothers stock is pretty cheap. You could get a share for like nine or eleven dollars. Fifty-five billion in debt. I'm, I'm not sure that that's a bargain. <laughs> I can't wait till it becomes one of those meme stocks. <laughs> well, somebody has to try to artificially inflate it first. So, I mean, you know, I got to get in now before somebody artificially inflates it. I mean, haven't most of the Ponzi schemes been indicted by now? I mean, you have to start a new one. Uh, there's, there's always room for more. God, there is always been, room for more. You just have, you just have to start it in another country. You have to get a few VPNs and you know things like that. Executive vice presidents. Yes. VPN stands for Executive Vice President. Okay, thank you. In North Korea. All right, we've talked enough about Executive Vice Presidents, Jeff. Thanks. Thanks, Guy, because you you and your elite agenda pushing. Guys, you've been listening to episode 99. The next one is 100. Hopefully, we're, we're, looking, we're looking to catch a big fish. If anybody knows CM Punk and he wants to tell a story, this is uh, the time to call him up and go, hey, guys, uh, go on to Jeff and Steve's podcast. We will yeah, not sue him that we after, after he... We will ask him to sign a waiver that he won't sue us also. But yeah, that, that'd be cool. But also, if you have any questions for us, send them. This would this be a fun time to do, a, you know, ask us anything or a mailbag or something like that. Any comments, you know, if there's a listener response or reaction, it, you know, it, it might be a good time to have participation. I mean, you know, we... Missed a week, and but I think we managed to get all the important stuff in. Again, if you want my thoughts and more details about some of the bigger shows or predictions or whatever, there's plenty of shows on the PWC that I was a part of that you can get your full take of me in your ears, in your heads. Uh, there's even some video um, of shows. <laughs> Nothing for you, Velveteen Dream. Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, we... We, you know, Steve's usually one that asks you for, you know, feedback, but, uh, yeah, we, you know, maybe we do something different for the 100th episode. Um, I don't know. You're going to set anything up if anyone wants to leave us a special message, a happy 100th or anything like that? I've got to find a way how to do that. I'm sure there's a way to do it. Yeah, probably oh. is. You can get voicemails. I mean, I'm sure at least Drew Yari will, will give us something. Not at least. I mean, he's adorable and fantastic. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that we can count on someone as reliable and as supportive as Drew Yari to to leave a message. And, you know, and, and, and I'm sure some others as well. Maybe we can just get a, a, a who's who of wrestlers that are under $10 on uh, Cameo. I'll buy that for under $10. You'll buy that under ten dollars. Shout out to Dollar Club Wrestling. Dollar Club, <laughs> thank you. All right, guys, that's been the show. Thanks for entertain. Thanks for thanks for entertaining us. Yeah, thanks, thanks for- guys. You were great. You've been a great audience. <laughs> thanks for listening, and uh, we hope that we were entertaining for you. And uh, please make sure you, uh, if you if you laughed, if you chuckled, if you were entertained, if you made it this far, please make sure you leave a like, leave a sub, leave whatever. Sub Mysterio. 
you uh, make sure that you uh, keep getting this podcast in your feed, whether you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple podcast or Stitcher. I or Radio. wrestler prison. That seems to be the case. That's right. That's right. Velveteen With liberal phone privileges. That's yeah. I mean, who, what kind of prison has a uh, Velveteen dream and Tammy? I don't know. They all have your number. They they do. They always call me. It's just it must be wrestler prison. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, that's the show. Thanks for everything, and please support. Make sure you uh, like and subscribe. All that bullshit. All right, um, fuck all. Yeah, give war a chance and stay evil, my friends. <laughs>